0: Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill
1: Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, first episode of the new year. Happy 2009. I'm glad to be with you, as always. And uh, we are going to be starting off the year with a pretty hard-hitting topic uh, we're going to be talking about the dirty little secrets of electronics recycling, but before we do, we're going to ease into the new year with some uh, with some fun. We're going to talk to each other. I want you guys to feel very comfortable calling in today. Uh, normally, as you know, if you're a loyal Go Green Radio listener, um, we have a lot of guests, and I ask a lot of questions, and it almost leaves us breathless sometimes, and we don't have a lot of time to take your emails and your phone calls. But today. We do, even though we have a pretty important topic to cover, and, and I've got a lot of things that I want to share with you. I also want you to remember that this show is about a dialogue. So um, our call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, and you can call in anytime you want to, ask anything. Um, you can also email me at gogreenradio at gmail.com, and I am going to be checking for your emails. The, one of the things that um, you know I've said before in this show and in many others, uh, that really going green is about having a dialogue, you all have heard some of my guests in the past, and they're considered sort of the the big kahunas, the gurus of green. Um, whether it's in green building, whether it's in you know toxic uh, chemicals, whether it's in landfills and solid waste management, we talk to the creme de la creme on this show. But one of the things they will always tell you is that they are constantly learning more, and that's how I feel as well. So though I come to you as your unapologetic Dean of Green, I love being on Go Green Radio. I don't pretend to know everything, and so I want to talk about what you already know, and I also want to talk about, more importantly, what you want to know. Because in the year two thousand nine, Go Green Radio is going to be all about you and what you want to talk about and learn about. Uh, Today, I've got some emails that I've been sitting on for a couple of weeks through the holidays that I really want to get back to because these are great questions. And uh, they're both from women in two different states. One is from Jasper, Florida. This is Rhonda. She says, Hey, Jill, I'm a Daisy Girl Scout leader in Florida, and we are preparing for World Thinking Day. Our country is Mexico, and our theme this year is Go Green. Now, Rhonda is wondering if they have any, if I have any information about what Mexico is doing to Go Green. Well, Rhonda and anyone else who may be interested, I want to invite you to go to my Facebook group space for or the Go Green Initiative. If you're on Facebook, you search in the little search window, Go Green Face Space, and up we come. We're an open group. Anybody can join. Anybody can hang out. And, Rhonda, just for you, I posted an article about how folks in Mexico are going green or going verde, as they would say. And one of the biggest problems in Mexico is air pollution. And so that article that I posted uh, up on the face space, the Go Green face base is just for you to find out what you and your adorable little Daisy Troop uh, can do to help get involved with Going Green in Mexico. And in fact, folks, just a little bio on me, little known fact, you won't find this in my bio for the show, but I was my daughter's Daisy Troop leader when we lived in South Carolina. And uh, my daughter Katie, who is in kindergarten then, is now a junior in high school. Yeah, I'm that old. I am. It, it seems like it went by really fast, but... Uh, I was her Daisy Troop Leader, so there's a special place in my heart for moms who are Girl Scout Troop Leaders and all of you out there who are child advocates. Really, um, if you go back to the epicenter of why I'm here to begin with, and that is to help you go green, it really started with kids, and it started with my kids. So, Rhonda, I'm glad that you emailed me. I'm glad you asked that question. If any of you out there have more questions, please feel free to ask. You can ask me anything. Now, our next email that I wanted to get back to comes from Savannah, Georgia. Another woman, uh, her name is Anne Marie in Savannah, Georgia, and she asked me a very simple question. What are your suggested recycling brokers? Now, since she's in Savannah, I'm not going to tell her a company in California because some of my favorite recycling brokers are right here in my own home state. But the fact is, Anne Marie, you have a great benefit to you. You have in the city of Savannah a brand-new uh, recycling program. It's starting this month, January 2009, And I'm going to give you the phone number of your city recycling coordinator. It's 912-651-1967. And if you didn't catch that, anybody in Savannah, uh, Anne Marie, you guys just Google your city of Savannah uh, government webpage, and you'll find your recycling coordinator there. Your recycling coordinator, whether you live in Savannah, whether you live in Salt Lake, whether you live in Seattle, doesn't matter, best place to find out your reputable recycling broker's It's going to be your city or county recycling coordinator. They're going to be the ones with their finger on the pulse of who's good, who does the right thing, who's a reputable recycler um, in your area. And so one of the ways that I found out uh, how to really tap into that type of information is two ways. First of all, if you Google your city website, that's a great way to find out, or you can just call City Hall if you're not into online stuff. But I'm pretty much assuming everybody listening on America's number one Internet radio station, probably is pretty Internet savvy. The other thing is that uh, there's an organization, and we heard from the president of this organization not too long ago on Go Green Radio, and that's the National Recycling Coalition. They've been around for 25-plus years, really the, the nation's leading advocates for recycling in America. And they have several state affiliates. About half of the U.S. states are affiliated with the National Recycling Coalition, and that means that they have local... Uh, folks who affiliate with the National Recycling Coalition, and they're going to be your waste haulers, your recycling brokers, and your local recycling coordinators. So if you are stumped and you cannot find uh, your local recycling coordinator to help answer these kinds of questions, get out there, Google National Recycling Coalition, you can find the answer to those questions. Um, they can lead you to the folks in your state who can help you right there on the ground. So Anne-Marie from Savannah, Georgia, thank you so much for emailing Go Green Radio, and I uh, hope that answers your question. If not, call me up, one 472 5788 Well, today, folks, um, you know, our topic du jour, and and like I said, we're going right at it at the beginning of the year. We're going to talk about the dirty little secrets of electronic recycling. The last couple of shows that we've done with Go Green Radio have talked about how the recycling market has been drying up very fast here in the U.S., and that's because a, a good percentage, if not a majority, of the materials that we recycle Um, are taken out of our waste stream and sold in Asia markets, primarily China. And because they have been selling less stuff, you know, we have been consuming less in America, we've been officially deemed in a recession, therefore consumers in America are buying less. Some of the things that China produces that are made of recycled goods, um, you know, they're not selling as much, so therefore they're not buying as many of the raw materials that they usually do from the U.S., and a lot of our U.S. recyclers are stockpiling recyclable materials, hoping that the market will come back for that. But the issue that we're going to talk about today has to do with another kind of recycling, and some of you will be familiar with this term, and some of you will not. It's e-waste. Basically what that means is electronic waste. So anything that you could plug in um, and when you're done with it, instead of throwing it in the garbage, uh, you can recycle it, or so we thought. Um, on my Go Green Face Space, again, if you're out on Facebook and you, in the little search window up in your upper right-hand corner, you, uh, you put in Go Green Face Space, you can see a link to an absolutely fascinating expose that 60 Minutes did back in November. And I want to give props to the person who brought this to my attention uh the man who was the best man at our wedding, his wife uh and child were all over at my house for dinner last night. We had a great time and we were talking e-waste. You probably think, oh my gosh, is it boring or what going over to Jill Buck's house for dinner? You're talking about e waste. But the fact is it was a riveting discussion. And thanks to Mike, giving a shout out to Mike and Tracy, um, we're going to be talking about this very important issue. If you look at this link that I've put on the Go Green Face space, um sixty minutes back in November, did a piece where they went over to China. They followed the path of American electronics that were gathered at uh, something that you all may have seen many times in your community. Big e-waste recycling day. Yay, everybody, bring your computers down, your cell phones you don't want. We'll take it. We'll recycle it. Uh, it's all good. And people will line up. Their cars will be lined up for you know blocks, getting ready to, to safely, and what we think is properly dispose of our electronics. And sometimes... That's exactly what happens. Sometimes uh, the folks who are taking our recyclable electronics actually do the right thing with it, and sometimes they don't. And that's what 60 Minutes covered in this expose. They followed um, basically one of the containers that goes onto a ship, and uh, it was full of CRTs, which, as you know, as everybody's going to plasma screen TVs, these old cathode ray TV tubes that are inside our old TVs are one of the you know, greatest materials uh, in terms of volume that we're recycling or supposedly recycling in the U.S. today. Um, This container was full of those. Now, the problem with that is that, first of all, it's against the law in the U.S. to ship those overseas because they are hazardous materials. It's also against Chinese law for those to end end up being shipped to China. And yet, what they found was that there are a lot of electronics recyclers who are sending these materials to China, Now, 60 Minutes covered this in a couple of different ways, um, but they left one important thing out, and that is what we can do about it. So over the course of the next few minutes, um, we're going to be talking about electronic waste and the dirty little secrets of e-waste. But before this show is through, I'm going to give you what 60 Minutes didn't, and that is a solution to the problem. What you can do as a consumer um, to ensure that when you recycle your electronics, that the right thing is happening with those electronics. Well, before we get into what the 60 Minutes Exposé was, was going into in terms of the health effects to the Chinese workers and children and communities where this e-waste is ending up, let's talk a little bit about what is in e-waste. What makes it so toxic? Well, first of all, there's a lot of mercury, a lot of lead, a lot of cadmium, and other toxic chemicals. So you might be thinking, why in the world would anyone want to handle e-waste? Why would, why would this even be... Um, you know, something that would have any value at all. Well, if you have ever done what I did not too long ago, which is kind of do surgery on my laptop, I needed to add some memory. I wish I could do that to myself. As I rapidly approach the age of 40, I I wish I could just add a little memory to my own brain, but I can at least do it to my computer, and that's a great thing. If you notice where you plug that memory chip in, it's gold in color, and guess what? That's gold. <laughs> and there are other precious materials that are found inside our electronics, in the, in the circuit boards of, of our computers and, and various other items, even our cell phones. So these precious metals have a tremendous amount of value, but the, but the thing is they have to be disassembled. The electronic pieces have to be disassembled in order to smelt or melt down those precious metals and sell them for money. And the problem with electronic waste is who's going to break it down? and who is going to handle it. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what should happen according to U.S. law, um, what is happening in China, and then we're going to talk about um, why this is such a problem and what we can do about it as consumers to make sure that our electronics are not any of the, the perpetrators of this situation. Now, if you have questions or you have comments, I'm open for that. I'm totally open book. So please feel free to call in. We're going to be going to break in just a few minutes, but here's our call-in number. It's 1-866-472-5788. Love to hear from you. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this break with more Go Green Radio.
0: world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African American, just like you. So, here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure
2: that we get your house when you can't pay us back.
0: What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council
2: Every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel.
1: Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! ah. Uh. Oh! Uh, there you go.
0: You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1 888 200 4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. <laughs>
1: Hey, welcome back to Go Green Radio, our first show of 2009. I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. I really love this show and the folks who are constantly emailing me, asking me questions. You guys are awesome. And I always like to give a shout-out to my tweets, all my Twitter friends who are out there listening. You guys are awesome. And I could not do this show without you because you provide me with inspiration all of the time. Um, We are talking about a pretty heavy-hitting topic. Um, We are talking about electronic waste recycling and how it's really causing a global problem. And if you go to Facebook, if you're not signed in on Facebook, let me back up a second because some of you out there I know are saying, Facebook, what is that? Well, go to www.facebook.com. If you haven't already signed up, sign up. It's free. Everybody's out there. There's like millions and millions of people. But most importantly, once you get an account, you can go up to a little search window in the upper right-hand corner and put in Go Green Face That's where you will find all my stuff. That's where I post articles. That's where I post all kinds of blogs and and things that will help you learn more about how to go green and who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong and uh, what we can all do to have a healthier, greener, safer planet. Today I posted in the Go Green Face Space an article and a video that 60 Minutes did back in November of 2008. It was a great piece about um, the electronic wasteland in China. Basically, let me hit the wave wavetops of this story for you. They take um, a, a camera over to a small little town in China where they believe that electronic waste, things that aren't supposed to be there, are being disassembled in an unsafe, unhealthy way. What they find is that they were absolutely right. There are people making $8 a day uh, who are disassembling electronic waste, it's like cell phones, TVs, computers, etc., that have been shipped over from the United States These folks are disassembling it. They're burning their hands. The cancer rate is high. Uh, Women in this village are six times more likely to have a miscarriage than in other places in China. Uh, Just a lot of health problems. And uh, what's going on is that there are some folks who make money by paying workers minimal amount to disassemble electronics for the precious metals that are that are inside that, like I was mentioning in the last segment, if you've ever installed a new memory chip in your laptop or your computer, the little area that plugs in to your computer that looks like it's gold is gold, and there are other precious metals in our electronics that can be sold once they're disassembled from the plastics and what have you. Um, so these folks run these little shops, and people are paid a, a, a abysmal salary exposed to all kinds of health problems, Cancer rate is very high, and as you know, um, this is not uh, an area where uh, there's universal health care or what have you. So these folks are, are really living in a lot of poverty, but not only that, they're surrounded by pollution. And what they found when they took their cameras over to this village is that the electronic waste that these folks were disassembling were from the United States. And, you know, a lot of Americans, I think, would be appalled at that because we line up in our cars, we bring our electronic waste, e-waste recycling days in our community. You know, uh, a lot of organizations, schools, churches, what have you, are now doing e-waste recycling days to make money. Uh, One of the ways that that's made possible, especially here in the state of California, is that uh, e-waste has value, not only because of the precious metals, but because um, there's, you know, government subsidies that pay recyclers who deal with e-waste responsibly. And the understanding is that they will. And and many of them do, but some of them don't. And 60 Minutes exposed that. So when you get a chance, get out there on Facebook. Once again, search in the upper right-hand corner for Go Green Face Space. And there you will find that video. It's well worth looking at. Now, one of the things that was really interesting about what happened when 60 Minutes went over to China is that they were actually attacked. When they went into this village, it wasn't like, you know, you've seen the, uh, what's that show, Bad Boys, Bad Boys, What You Going to Do, Cops, yeah. Uh, And when they go and they're going to arrest somebody, the the person's kind of putting their hand up and saying, oh, go away, go away. Well, that's not what happened. When they went to go and video this place in China where all this e-waste was being assembled, um, they actually got beat up and their cameras were taken from them. They actually got them back. But they had taken a soil sample in this village, and the people who attacked them, who owned this shop that disassembles electronics waste, um, they took the soil sample, so they weren't able to test it. But they do know that uh, the children in this area, they've done some other studies, the level of lead in their blood um, is very, very high. Now, that's one of the things that we dealt with in the U.S. back in the 70s when we banned lead-based paints. Um, We still aren't free of lead in the U.S. We still have some problems with that. But the fact is um, we've known for a long time, not just in the U.S., but worldwide, that lead is especially dangerous to children. Um, Lead is a big part of what you find in electronics waste. And and part of the problem with lead and, and why it's so poisonous to children is because, and we've talked about this on Go Green Radio before, but their bodies metabolize everything they ingest, whether it's food or whether it's the air or whether it's, you know, toxics they absorb through their skin. They they metabolize things very differently than a grown adult. So while we have a lot of, um, you know, chemicals and a lot of things that are approved for use around 150-pound males, um, a lot of those same tests. When we finally started doing them on little bodies or we tested, you know, children who had been around some of these chemicals, we found that the effect on them was very, very different. So the fact that these children who are exposed to the e-waste that we're creating, um, that their their lead levels in their blood is elevated, we know exactly um, what kind of health problems that's going to cause for them. And it's very, very sad. Um, So here's a question for you. And I'd love it if you called in or if you emailed me with an answer to this because, Um, You know, we talk a lot about recycling things. We talk a lot about solid waste management and how we send things away, and we have this idea that when we throw things away, it goes away, it goes somewhere else. When we look at what's happening with some of the companies who ship electronics waste over to China, it makes me wonder, here's my question, what if we had to self-manage all of our waste? What if in the town you lived in, You had to deal with all the waste that was created in that town. What if in your county um, you had to deal with everything that was thrown away in your county or in your state or in our country? Whatever level you want to, to talk about it, what would happen if we could not send the things that we consider garbage or refuse? What if we couldn't send it away? What if when we discarded something, we had to deal with it right there at home? I wonder how we would treat the things that we consume and the things that we throw away. Food for thought. Um, one of the things that you'll see when you go to, because I know you're going to, I know you're all just dying to see um, what, we, you know, what we've got on the Go Green Face Face, but so when you go there to the 60 Minutes article, I want you to take particular note of what some of the folks said uh, in the comments section. This 60 Minutes article was posted on their website, and the video was up there, and then people got a chance to opine and react to the article. And it really did run the gamut of various reactions, and I found some of them very, very interesting. Um, One of the people included in the video who was really fascinating is a man who's with an organization called, well, their website, I want you to check it out. If you're near a computer right now, which... Obviously, you are if you're listening to voiceamerica.com. Um, go to www.ban.org. Okay, this is an organization that's kind of like the equivalent of the U.S. Green Building Council. What The U.S. Green Building Council is to green buildings. BAN is to electronics waste. They're trying to come up with a certification that, and, a, and a validation of electronics recyclers who operate responsibly, who do things the right way? So their, their website is very interesting, and we're going to talk about it in a little while. But the gentleman that, that is at the head of that organization um, was kind of picked on a little bit in this uh, in the comments. And the reason that he was picked on, uh, of course he was the one that was traveling around with 60 minutes to show them what was going on. But there were some folks who were really, really bent that this nonprofit organization, Dan, um, well, it's the Basil, let me see, B-A-N. And the man's name is, looking at my notes, um, it, he is the executive, the CEO of Dan.org. Uh, Puckett is his last name, Jim Puckett. And they are a nonprofit organization, and folks have to pay a fee in order to be certified. And some of the comments on this 60 Minutes article were pretty dug on mean, um, and people really felt like, I guess, that a certification program like this could be free. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, about how these types of certification programs actually run. But one of the things I thought was interesting in the article, um, or in the comments, um, was that it, it, one person said 60 Minutes, please tell those of us who want to do the responsible and green thing how to handle the disposal of our old electronic equipment. Well, if you go to www.ban.org, what they're going to show you is a way to search in your area. Remember how at the beginning of the show, um, Anne-Marie from Savannah said, how do I find recycling brokers in Savannah? And I said, go to your city recycling coordinator. Well, BAN has broken down into locale by locale the electronic recyclers in your area who do the right thing, who've been certified, who have signed a pledge and have actually been audited regularly, not just once, but regularly audited, that they are not shipping electronic waste overseas. And you can find it right there in your area. So it's a state-by-state, location-by-location um, list of electronic recyclers that you can trust. And that was the one thing that 60 Minutes, I mean, it was a great segment that they did, but they didn't go all the way and say, look, go to this website and find out what you can do to make it We're going to be right back after this break. With more Go Green Radio, we're going to be talking about band.org. We'll be right back. Don't go away. More Go Green Radio right after this.
2: No excuses, no delays. If you have goals you want to achieve or changes you need to make, then it's time to take charge of your life with America's change buddy, Nancy Christie. This show will help you lead a more productive and fulfilling life starting now. Take Charge of Your Life challenges you to expand your sense of possibilities. Take Charge of Your Life with Nancy Christie is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America. Let change Be a positive force in your life.
0: For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: more Go Green Radio. I just got a really funny email from one of our listeners, and they asked if, at any point in the future, I might be hooking up a webcam and doing a webcast of the radio shows. And here's my answer for today: absolutely not. And here's why: <laughs> I don't have my makeup on, mascara, nothing. It's all natural. That's one of the things I love about radio: you can do it in slippers if you really feel like it. Um, but you know what? Because you asked, I'm going to consider it. I think that might be kind of fun. Um, so I, I, will, I will promise you more information on the webcast to follow, and uh, hey, if Rush Limbaugh can do it, so can we. Go Green Radio is 21st century enough to handle that. So um, thank you for your email. Keep them coming, folks. Uh, We've had some really good questions, but you know what? Be brave. Those of you who are emailing me questions, which I'm going to be answering in just a moment, um, you know what? Pick up the phone. It's Free. And you know what? You shouldn't be shy. You shouldn't be afraid. I don't bite. So with those great email questions that you're sending to me, how about if you pick up the phone, give me a jingle, and let's talk. So we are talking about the dirty little secret of electronics recycling. And we've been talking about how some of the folks that take our electronic e-waste um, have been shipping this stuff to China. Uh, the gentleman I was referring to who was with 60 Minutes in the, the trip that they took to China his name is Jim Puckett, and he is with the Basel Action Network. Uh, the Basel Action Network operates out of Seattle, Washington. As I mentioned before the break, check out their website, www.ban.org, and this is where you can find out who the responsible, um, credit, you know, accredited electronics recyclers are in your community. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to mistrust the system. Um, I posted the, the 60 Minutes article and the video on my Facebook group, which is Go Green Face Space, open group, anybody can join, check it out, join us, we'd love to have you, um, but you'll notice if you click through under that article and you go through some of the blog comments um, that ran right after that piece was on 60 Minutes, there was one comment in particular that really, really bothered me, so I have to bring it to your attention. Um, I won't name the name of the person who wrote the comment, but she says, you know what, this whole expose that 60 Minutes did just makes me not want to trust that I can send my electronic e-waste, you know, to a, a recycler, I think it might just be better to put it in the trash and let them deal with it. Let me just say, Go Green Radio listeners, that is a hugely bad, gargantuan mistake. Please don't do that. Here's why. Remember how we've been talking about the lead poisoning and the various other chemicals that are poisoning, you know, the folks who are taking our e-waste in China, uh, illegally, by the way, and that's not supposed to be happening, but they're having all these health effects. Guess what happens if you just stick your e-waste in your garbage? Those same health effects happen in your neighborhood because your landfill isn't so, so far away, and the same harmful chemicals, the mercury, the lead, the cadmium, and all the things that make e-waste something that has to be handled gingerly and properly, um, will be leaching through your landfill barrier and into a water supply near you. So please don't do that. Um, it's easy to overreact to um, um, an article like this or an expose like this. But the good news is, here at Go Green Radio, we give you solutions so that, yes, you know the truth, but, no, you don't hit the panic button and just say, well, scrap the whole thing. I no longer trust. You can trust. Now, I want you to check out this website, www.ban.org. And I'm really not... Um, y- it's not my mo to just come right out and say I really like uh, this organization or that organization more than any other. But I really like the mission of the Basel Action Network because they've recognized that what's going on is not right, and they're trying to do something about it. And sometimes trying to solve a global problem is not <laughs> is not very easy. But these folks in Seattle um, are really trying to do a great job. They've developed a few things, and you're going to see these on your website. Of um, band.org. One of them is the Electronics Recycler's Pledge of True Stewardship. And I want to go through that because there are a couple things I really super love about this. A couple things I would change if it were up to me, but I'm not a part of the organization, but I'll throw those out there anyway because you know I never keep my opinions to myself. But um, point number three, they say we will not allow any e-waste we handle to be sent to prisons for recycling either directly or through intermediaries. And this
2: is interesting
1: because honestly, you know, though I am your dean of green, I learn something new every day, and I did not know that some of our e-waste was going to prisons for them to disassemble. Now, granted, we all know that car sales are down in America, and making license plate is probably you know th- those are not going to keep the folks busy, so we'll have to find something for them to do. But but uh, it's just a guess that there's probably not a lot of highly trained folks and proper smelting EPA regulated facilities at prisons, I could be wrong, but I think that's probably why this is in the Electronic Recycler's Pledge of True Stewardship through BAN. So I thought that was really interesting and something that I'll probably be talking to you more about is uh, something about this you know, e-waste going to prisons. In fact, they have a great article on their website, this BAN.org, that talks about a prison that was actually shut down in the U.S. because there was so much uh, toxic and hazardous material present Because of this very thing, they were disassembling e-waste. So, very interesting. Now, on this Pledge of True Stewardship for e-recyclers, e-waste recyclers, point number five, we commit to ensuring that the entire recycling chain, including downstream intermediaries and recovery operations, such as smelters, are meeting all applicable environmental and health regulations. Every effort will be made to only make use of those facilities, for example, smelters, which provide the most efficient and least polluting recovery services available globally. Um, The reason that this kind of jumps out at me is because this is supply chain management, folks. We talk about this all the time on Go Green Radio. We talk about it in um, Buck Consulting and and the Go Green Initiative, and that is cradle-to-grave management of the stuff you have. Like, for instance, even just talking about recycling in schools, it's great if schools buy recycled content paper. That is awesome. But if they throw all of that recycled content paper in the garbage when they're done with it, then that's not so great. The better solution is to say, okay, from the very beginning, we're going to buy recycled content paper, and then when we're done with it, we're going to recycle it. That's cradle-to-grave proper management of your material. Now, in business, One of the things that we're really beginning to see and something that uh, the China Business Network is really working on, that um, the China Entrepreneurs Club is really working on, and I love what they're doing, and that is supply chain management of environmentally responsible behavior. This point in the pledge that BAN has come up with, the Basel Action Network has come up with for e-recyclers, follows that same vein, and that is it's not good enough to just do the right thing by the environment in your little space. If you deal with other businesses, if you deal with other suppliers, and you know that they are not environmentally responsible, then you may as well be doing the same environmentally irresponsible actions yourself because you are promoting it through your dollars. So I love that they have included this element of managing your supply chain to ensure environmentally responsible behavior. Now, one of the things you're going to see if you look at www.band.org and you look at the pledge that they have for um, electronic recyclers to take, down at the bottom of the first page, they list all of the hazardous waste that's found in electronic waste. And I think you ought to take a look at that list. It's pretty unbelievable. Um, Cadmium, lead, mercury, all those things. And I have to put in a little plug here, not because I have to really, but because I want to. But the, the sponsor of this show, Covanta Energy, is an energy-from-waste company. They take things that that aren't recycled, that can't be recycled, and they turn it into energy-from-waste through um, through uh, an incineration device. Now, one of the things that's really, really great about Covienta is they have a very concentrated effort on ensuring that all of these same materials, cadmium, lead, mercury, batteries that contain lead and mercury and what have you, do not end up in the waste stream to begin with. It's, a, it's one thing for electronic recyclers to try and pull that kind of stuff out of the waste stream once consumers have put it in. But one of the things that Covanta Energy really works hard on in the areas where they have facilities and the locations is ensuring that these hazardous materials never end up in the waste stream to begin with, that consumers have a better choice, have a simple choice about what to do with their hazardous waste, with their batteries, you know, with their mercury thermometers, so I have, to, I have to give a big thumbs up to to Covanta Energy because they really do try hard to deal with these issues, and I'm, I'm proud to have them as a sponsor of Go Green Radio. Now, one of the other things that I found particularly interesting, and again, I want you to go to the Go Green Face Space on Facebook and check out this article that 60 Minutes has. I've got it posted up there. There's a gentleman who is really going after Jim Puckett, who is uh, one of the head people at, at the Basel Action Network. He was the man featured in the 60 Minutes Expose. And this guy, I've just got to read you this article. Um, you know, it's not that it's not a valid point, but ouch. He says, funny how Puckett disappears when the topic of how much money Ban will make
2: from e-Stewards
1: comes up. Here's the deal. It costs $1,500 for the first three hours of certification, $110 per hour after the first three. But the real money comes into play after certification has been bestowed. At that point, the e-Steward Company is expected to pay a percentage of annual revenue back to BAN for use of the logo and for marketing and promotion purposes. If you're a big multinational like Dell or Intel, that could amount to some serious, serious money. In other words, BAN has some skin in the game here. Like any other money-making entity, their statements must be examined in light of their own self-interest. Okay, here's where I, I have to make a comment. I run a nonprofit myself, and I don't make a salary from it, but I know that some people do make a salary from nonprofit organizations. And the hope is that people never go into a nonprofit situation expecting to make a corporate salary, although we know that happens sometimes. But here's the thing that I think that this person is not taking into ac- into account. When the Basel Action Network certifies an electronics recycler as being environmentally responsible, they are taking on a huge liability. Imagine what would happen if they certify an electronics recycler and failed to continually audit them and recertify them, and they end up doing something wrong, you know, sending their electronics waste to China and someone gets ill, you know, gets cancer, what have you. Inasmuch as the company who shipped that material overseas or did something, you know, environmentally criminal with it would be liable... Dan would have a certain liability as well because they were the ones telling consumers, hey, you can trust this company. So while I'm sure, you know, there are folks at the Basel Action Network who are making salaries, it's their job, um, I am assuming that, and maybe this is fallacious, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that some of that money that's going into certification It's going for organizational liability insurance. Every nonprofit organization has to have one, but in matters of health and, and public safety, your liability insurance would be incredibly expensive. So maybe that's not what they're using the money for. Maybe this is a valid point, but it's worth looking at both sides of the issue and keeping a little perspective there. Well, folks, we are going to be going to break in just a few minutes, but I want to encourage some of you who are emailing me like crazy with some great questions, and I hope I'm answering them for you, to be brave, and in this last segment of the show, give me a call. Our number is one eight six six 472 Don't be afraid. I don't bite, usually. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back with more Go Green Radio right after these messages. Right after this.
0: about Covanta Energy visit us today
2: at www.covantaenergy.com Hi My name is Aaron and I'm a survivor of mannequinism mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell to save from not being politically active For me it started when I didn't register to vote and then I stopped volunteering and before I knew it I wasn't doing anything and that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America.
1: Back to our final segment of Go Green Radio this week, our first show of the new year. I'm glad you're with me, and I'm glad to be with you. This is a, a really important topic that we're covering today, and I got a great question from Aaron in Washington, D.C., um, who asks, basically, let's see, He says, Jill, you talk a lot about China and our recycling situation. You talked about their effect on our recycling market in the last couple shows, and now you're talking about China's effect with our electronic waste. What are the conditions that are causing China to be at the vortex of all of our talk about recycling? Well, Erin, that's a great question. And you made me do some really, really quick summing through my little pile of of articles because I'm kind of a pack rat when it comes to articles. Uh, in magazines and newspapers, and so I flipped through my my bag here, bag of tricks here, and I came upon an article in the December 13th issue of The Economist. And this particular issue was really interesting because it talked about China and India and how their economies are, are kind of vulnerable right now. When we were doing the show a couple, three weeks ago and talking about why American recycling brokers are stockpiling plastic and paper and all the things that they typically sell to China. We are talking about how the global economic downturn has really had this amazing ripple effect. And for a while, folks thought that China would kind of be impervious to it, that that their growth and what they were experiencing because their government doesn't have a lot of debt – that they kind of would be immune to what was happening globally. But we're finding out that that's not true. Let me just give you a little excerpt from this article in The Economist that talks about China and their economy and what's going on. And this may account for the question that um, Charlene, um, where are you from? Charlene is from Denver. Charlene asks, um, why would anyone do such a dangerous job, Like, and and I'm paraphrasing, basically electronic e-waste, disassemblement, um, for $8 a day. Well, there are some folks, Charlene, that are very impoverished, even still in China. There's a lot of prosperity, but there's also a lot of folks who are impoverished. And here's part of the story. This comes from, again, the December 13th issue of The Economist. China's trade figures for the last month, with exports 2% lower than in November 2007, and imports 18% down, were shocking. Power generation, generally a reliable number, fell by seven percent, which means that people were using and and creating less power. Um, even though the World Bank and other forecasters still expect China's GDP to grow by seven point five percent in two thousand nine, that is below the eight percent level regarded almost superstitiously as essential if huge social dislocation is to be avoided. Basically, if you want to avoid riots in the streets of China, then your GDP has to be going up reliably. a year. That's my paraphrase. Uh, Back to the article. Just this month, a senior party researcher, and they're talking about the Communist Party, gave warning of what he called, in party speak, quote, a reactive situation of mass-scale social turmoil. Indeed, demonstrations and protests, always common in China, are proliferating as laid-off factory workers join dispossessed farmers, environmental campaigners, and victims of police harassment and taking to the streets. A little bit further down in the article it says if China reckons that it needs eight percent annual growth to provide jobs for the seven million or so new members of its workforce each year, then that's you know, that's gonna be something that they're not gonna make, according to the World Bank and other economic forecasters. They're gonna be they're still gonna grow, but they're forecasting about a half a percent less. Now for those of you who are more interested in recycling than economics, I, I know that that's a little bit of eco um, economic mumbo-jumbo, but the fact is you can't separate um, ecology and the economy because you know all the recycling programs and all the things that we want to do to be environmentally responsible have to be subsidized some way. And the fact is, right now, based back to the topic that we originally started with, which was our electronics waste, part of the reason that it is so cheap for us to buy and to get rid of electronics is because there are people in China so impoverished they're willing to disassemble electronic waste, take it illegally if they have to, for $8 a day, even at great physical and health peril to themselves and their community. So, you know, I'm not pretending to have a solution, but if you ask the question, why is this happening, how could this happen, that's what it is. You can't separate the economy from ecology, and from environmental protection. And in as much as, you know, all of the recycling programs, you know, that we have here in America, even just to recycle paper, um, a lot of people will say with disdain, well, it's all about money. Well, my goodness, how could you possibly run a recycling truck, a facility that you have to pay rent on, if you didn't make the money? And why would anyone do that without a profit margin? It's their job. They're putting you know, food on the table just like everybody else who's working any other job. So it isn't wrong that, you know, there's money involved in this, but we have to understand that the economic downturn uh, in China and in other parts of the country or in the world are going to make them vulnerable to these sorts of situations where it's actually economically lucrative for their folks to do a dangerous job like dissembling um, hazardous materials for us in the U.S. and we don't have to deal with it. So once again, for those of you who are uh, looking at the article that I posted at the Go Green Face Space that 60 Minutes did, looking at the video, feeling sad, hoping that your electronic waste doesn't end up in a, a small village in China harming children, hey, there's a solution. And you don't need to lose sleep over it because there's an organization out there trying very hard to ensure that electronics recyclers are doing the right thing. You can find them at www dotban.org. Ban stands for Basel Action Network, and so this is something that you know I really try hard on Go Green Radio never to present a problem without a solution. And until our electronics contain no hazardous materials whatsoever, um, the best solution we have is to make sure that if we're going to plan or otherwise participate in an e-waste recycling event in our town or at our church or at our school, that we are making sure that the company who's taking those materials, is certified um, as an electronic waste recycler who has signed the pledge to be a true steward of the environment, who has been certified through this organization. Or, hey, if you find another organization like BAN out there that's doing a credible job of certifying electronic recyclers, I'd love to know about it. This is the only one I know of uh, because of their coverage on the 60 Minutes piece. But what we want to do is make sure that we, that we have information about where our stuff is going. I said this before when we just talk about solid waste. When we throw things away, it doesn't really go away. It goes somewhere. Same thing with our electronics. And right now, um, you know, if if we were to have all of our electronic waste disassembled and melted here in the U.S., it's all very possible. We have those facilities. We have those workers. Is it going to cost more? You betcha. I mean, where in America do we pay our workers $8 a day? Nowhere. So, of course, that will have an effect on the price of electronics. It absolutely will. Um, But sometimes that's how we are able to ensure that we're not polluting the very earth on which we live. You know, just because it's happening in China does not mean that the wind doesn't blow and the water flows. I mean, the world is one big system, and what's happening over there to pollute um, the rivers and the, the air in China actually affects us all in so many ways. And one of the things that I want to let you know about upcoming shows of Go Green Radio is that we're going to be covering some very interesting factoids. Um, I have been working really hard. So far, I've put together 242 spreadsheets. Yes, I am a data geek. But I'm going to be bringing to you some information about how well schools involved in my nonprofit organization, the Go Green Initiative, have been doing in terms of recycling and the environmental impact they've been having. So... Check us out this time next week, and we're going to start talking about how the schools involved in the Go Green Initiative are making a positive difference. You can find out more about the Go Green Initiative at www.gogreeninitiative.org. Well, folks, as always, it's been my pleasure to be your dean of green, and I'll look forward to talking with you this time next week on more Go Green Radio.
0: Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific it's time, time. Eastern It's Go Green, Green, Green Radio with Jill Green. Buck here You're on Voice Fox America. Fox. Go Green Radio 1, is proudly 6, sponsored 6, 4, 7, by Govanta Energy, 5, 7, a leader 8, 7, in providing renewable 8, 6, energy solutions 6, 6, 4, for a 7, cleaner 7, world. Visit www.govantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. life can be full of risks one thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance if you're
2: self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance you need to make this free call right